listening to a podcast of Elam Lutheran Church in Osakis, Minnesota. Our passion is to be an oasis of life-giving water where lost and wandering souls can find eternal refreshment. For more information and to find out more about our ministries, please visit osakiselamchurch.com. Or if you're in the area, come visit us in person. second time I've ever given my testimony and I think you should know why Um, I don't do it very often I do have one I have faith in God and Jesus as a child and youth I went to church VBS Sunday school but it didn't mean anything to me I just went my mother took me so I went I didn't have a relationship with Jesus or God really And when I left home, I ended up in New Mexico. And in Romans 5, 8, it says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, he died for us. He died for me. Um, I knew I wasn't living the way that God would be pleased. And I knew it. And I had read in the paper that there was a revival in a Baptist church. And I thought, hmm, should I go or shouldn't I? Well, I went. And when I heard the words of the speaker, um, afterwards they made an altar call and I went up front to be saved. And my counselor was the Sunday school teacher. She was an older woman. And she asked me if I would come and give my testimony in Sunday school the next day. I had no idea what a testimony was. So I just told them about my life. The Sunday school class was really upset. They moved to the other side of the room. And I thought, oh, maybe it's me. And so I went back the next Sunday. That Sunday, they didn't speak to me. So I thought, well, it isn't me. So I got up, and I started to leave, and I said to all of them, I hope your holy boat sinks. I want no part of you. And I hadn't darkened the door of a church after that until the Mormons came to my door. Um, There was an older woman and a young woman in her 20s. And I thought, let's see how much I can rattle them. I'm not going through this again. So I wore short shorts and a halter. I was rude and obnoxious. I offered them coffee. I did anything I could. And I rattled the young girl, but the older woman had something I wanted. She was calm, she was kind, even when I was rude, and I wanted her peace. She had a face of peace, and I wanted that. I didn't have it. And so I became a Mormon. There was a marriage in the Mormon time and a divorce. And after the divorce, being single, I went to see my best girlfriend. I had known her for all the years I was a Mormon and she wouldn't let me in her home. And I thought, well, so now what are you gonna do? So I went to the bishop and I said, you can take my name off the records And he said, you'll be excommunicated, Linda. And I said, I don't care. Just take my name off the records. 
And then I had another spell of not going to church. And when I met John, uh, we moved to Arizona when we were married, and we managed apartment complexes. And we decided, months later, whatever, that we would go to the church at Fort Huachuca. He came out of a Catholic background, and I came out of the Mormon church, and neither one of us would go to the other. And so we went to the chapel on Fort Huachuca. Well, Chaplain McCurry, when we came in, took an interest in us. He didn't know us. And he invited us home to dinner. He talked to us. Uh, we played some card games. And then we went home. And then the next time we were in church, he talked to us again, and he invited us. And he gave us each a Bible. And he talked to us about Jesus and uh, forgiveness. And... Um, he encouraged us to get involved in church, to be in the choir, which we did. And we started going all the time, and he would counsel us. He counseled me on leaving the Mormon church because there's oaths you take, and I had fear. He not only planted the seed in my faith, but he watered it many times. Um, in John 1.19, it says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will to forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Um, my faith started to grow after that. Uh, he, he was very kind. But the problem was um, that I had kept getting heat sickness and heat stroke in Arizona. I had it three times, and the last time I ended up in the hospital. And John said, well, I'll take you where it's not hot. <laughs> so we moved to Minnesota. And um, we lived in a tra tent trailer with a rented outhouse from May to October, and we didn't have water or electric until August. That was fun. Um, I remember uh, three people, we didn't go to church during that time out in, in the desert there, kind of, that I called it at the beginning when we moved to Minnesota, but um, it was really pretty, and it was lovely, and we could see, at that time, the northern lights were prolific. They were just beautiful, and um, three people, I remember, came. The first one was Esther Moore. And she came and she drove up the driveway. We'd only been there two weeks. Esther Moore drove up the driveway and she rolled her window down and I walked out to meet her and she said, do you know Jesus? And I said, yes, I do. And she said, well, then I have some strawberries for you. <laughs> and she gave me the strawberries. I wondered always if I said no, if I would have got the strawberries. The next person was Rebecca Fisness, and she brought me flowers. And that day meant a lot to me because I felt like Moses in the desert. I hadn't seen a soul. We just were in the tent trailer. And we still read scripture, we still prayed. And the third person that came was Carl Fisness from Elam. And he came, oh, every couple of days and talked to us. He wouldn't call. Well, he couldn't. I didn't have a phone. Um, he, 
He came every couple of days to visit with us. He was such a kind old man. And then on the 4th of July, he invited us to Elam. And we had a grand time. And then we went home, and then Sunday he came again. And he said, we'll take you to church with us. So we came to church. And John on the way home said to me, I don't know where you're going, but I'm going to Elam. And then we came here. And there was another pastor here at the time, and he left, and Pastor Gunderson came to, as intern for several years. Faith was a slow process for me because I did not trust people. Um, God is still working on me and caring for me, and I know that. And when I had to write this out, I realized that God had taken care of me when I first went up to the altar in the Baptist church. He was with me, even though I didn't know it. But I realized he had his hand upon me. Um, my faith is still growing. Um, I believe he brought us here. I have been so thankful for this church. You have no idea. My faith has grown tremendous. The scriptures mean so much more. Prayer means so much more. And fellowship means so much more. I never had the fellowship before. Not like this. Um, and the other Bible verse that, that really came to me to, the other day was, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul, and he did. He will keep. He will keep. Um, the, other, the other scripture that I really liked was uh, Psalm 32, 1 through 2. Blessed is he whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord does not count against him, and in, and in whose spirit is no deceit. It was strange. Last night, I was very nervous, like I am right now. And every time I woke up, I woke up three times last night, and every time I woke up, the same song was in my head. When Jesus sets you free, you are free indeed. I am a child of God, yes I am. Hey friends, Pastor Luke here. Thanks so much for tuning in. I trust that you've been blessed by our message from God's word today. Hey, we'd love to connect with you more. If you have comments or questions, you can email me directly at pastorchellog at gmail.com. That's pastorkjolhaug at gmail.com. As we wrap up our time together today, please receive this benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you his peace. Amen. Amen.